Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. So this morning I have a message which in some ways flows a little bit from what I shared a couple of weeks ago when I spoke about the prodigal son and also Colin spoke um, about the overflowing joy and the overflowing of, of God's goodness amongst us a couple of weeks ago. And today's message, there's some aspects of that, that that flow from there. But I've really been just moved by uh, especially one passage uh, just recently, which I think sums up a lot of what yeah, I just feel God is saying to us in the season. And it's about his nature as the good shepherd. But it's also what I believe he's really saying to us today is about how he's calling us as well as his people to shepherd. And, you know, in this, there, this is a season now where there is a lot happening around us. And, and I, I just feel like, especially as Christians, we are called to shepherd. And to shepherd like Jesus is shepherd, like to shepherd the way that God has shepherded. And so I want us to look into that, like what does that mean? What is he saying? Um, and I, I think sometimes that we, we tend to think in the, in the Christian context that shepherding is, oh, it's that nice sort of cozy, comforting, you know, nice, lovely kind of pastoral gifting, which it is. There's the part of that that it really is. But I want to bring something more of that today. And just look into more of what I believe God is really saying in terms of, of, of the shepherding and also just stressing its importance. Um, I think a lot of this does relate to the pastoral, the pastoral gifting. Um, and, you know, I think we, we often say things in this church, we've often emphasized like the prophetic gifting and saying that that gifting, as an example, is for everyone. That although some people might be particularly gifted in that but actually we should all learn to grow in in prophecy and we can all prophesy and that's something we say quite a lot in this church but just like that with the other gifts too and like with the gift of being pastoral and of shepherding yes there might be some there are some who are particularly gifted in that area but it is something for all of us we can all pastor we should all be pastoring we should all be shepherding because actually this is what we're reading in the Word, that there's an encouragement for this. So that's just setting the scene. Let's have a look at a scripture that I really feel that shows God's heart for His people. And it's from Ezekiel chapter 34. So if you want to open up to Ezekiel, what really got my attention is that uh, this, there's, um, there's a, a few chapters from Ezekiel, just around Ezekiel 34 and onwards that are described as encouragements, words of encouragement, prophetic words of encouragement. So Ezekiel is a prophet. Ezekiel was actually a prophet to the people of God in exile. So this was after Jerusalem had been destroyed and people had been taken captive from Israel and from Judah and were now in Babylon. And even if we just begin to think about that, there was a prophet called by God to speak comfort, to speak goodness, to speak blessing and hope to his people in exile. 
Now remember, they were in exile because they had actually been disobedient. <laughs> they were in exile because of a lot of sinful things and not following God's ways. But isn't that amazing how we just see the goodness of God that He still raised up prophets during that time to speak to them. And yes, they also spoke and pointed out the things that needed to, be, to, to change and words of correction because the people needed that. It's God's love. But they also spoke messages of hope and grace. So even just in that, I think there's, you know, there's just shows God's heart um, for, for his people. And, and um, I want to have a look at, at a little bit more of this. So just reading the first few verses from Ezekiel 34. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You've not strengthened the weak, or healed the sick, or bound up the injured. You've not brought back the strays, or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. It's devastating, actually. But this is a word that he, God's bringing. It just shows so much of his heart. It's interesting here as well because he's looking into this. Who's he talking about when he's speaking to the shepherds of Israel? Any guesses here? I know what, it, it's actually, I found it easier to apply this in the, like the New Testament. I started thinking, oh, well, that, that refers to the pastoral leaders, it's, you know, the church leaders. But what, what did it, who were the people, who were the shepherds of Israel that he was talking about? Exactly, partly the well, it would have been all of them. So the priests, the religious leaders, but also actually the kings, the rulers, the authorities of the Jewish people at the time. That was actually all in included in this. And you'll see as we get through this why I say that as well, that it wasn't actually just the religious leaders that he was talking about. And, and this is, yeah, I think this is, this is quite significant. But God's really pointing out that the reason that they're in this calamity while they're in exile and people have been scattered, it's because they were not being shepherded. And the shepherds were not doing their job. They were focused on themselves and not on the people. And we're going to come back to looking at, at a few more details there. But I just thought just to, you know, just to emphasize God's heart here and, and thinking about what he's, he's saying to us. He describes himself as the good shepherd. There's lots of scriptures in the Bible that talk about Jesus being the good shepherd. Yeah. We'll come back to um, Psalm 29 later, but or Psalm 22. Psalm 23. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I do have notes somewhere. I've got a few scriptures and verses. Um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. That's what David says. But God says it about himself. In um, Where are the other references that I've got here? Um, in, in John 10, um, that's where Jesus himself speaks or speaks about 
being our shepherd and being being the good shepherd and it says the good shepherd lays down jesus words the good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep describing himself what he would do um in luke 15 as well there's the parable of the good shepherd who leaves the 99 sheep to go looking after the one lost sheep and when they found that lost one rejoicing because someone who's been led astray in sin has been rescued and saved so that's god's heart jesus is explaining the father's heart to even leave the 99 to go after the one that's what he's emphasizing so that they will not be lost and scattered and um yeah left left without him and then in in revelations you know it's it actually says that jesus is the chief shepherd revelation 7 in fact in the same verse it says the lamb will be the shepherd so we know jesus is the lamb he's the lamb that was sacrificed and he's described as the lamb and in revelations he's described as the lamb and then it says and the lamb will be their shepherd our shepherd in heaven for all eternity isn't that beautiful it's it's funny hey it's an interesting thing so jesus is both the lamb and our shepherd and we are described as the people of god we are talked about as his flock as his sheep and yet we're also called to be shepherds and to shepherd the others so there's there's the interesting things but it's reflecting god's nature and his heart so so being a shepherd is actually one of god's key natures and descriptors it's one of the key things i've been i looked at recently you know you know how many different types of um types of jobs or work that work aspects are attributed to god sometimes he's referred to as a builder or a gardener okay the creator hey what else a carpenter teacher okay so anyway and there's there's actually more i was i've been looking into some some of the others and a shepherd he calls himself the shepherd that's it's 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 part of his work is what he does <laughs> it's who he is and what he does um and i want to look at a little bit more because at how god also entrusts his people to shepherds because you know we also talk about god's blessing and we've been even just receiving that during the worship time talking about god's blessing his desire to bless us you know most of the time we receive his blessing through other people you thought about that that god moves other people's hearts to bless you yeah, in in what you need in being provided yeah sometimes we don't know who it is or we think it might have been an angel or something just happens but it's most likely that somebody's heart was moved out of compassion and kindness to serve god's purposes and bless you yeah and we get to be a blessing we get to display the goodness of god to other people as well as we as we shepherd as we are like him so he entrusts shepherding of his flock to others and in the new testament the leaders of the churches and the elders are described as the shepherds of the church so a few times it's referred to it says go and go and shepherd you know or release the shepherds 
So that, that metaphor continues right into, into the New Testament as well in terms of spiritual leadership, oversight, care for, for people. Um, yeah, so we see that continuing. Now I want to have a, just jump ahead still in Ezekiel 34. Jump ahead a little bit to verse 23. Just 23 and 24. And it says, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. Really what this, this whole prophecy was also saying was actually that the, the leaders and rulers over Israel up until that time had failed them. It hadn't worked. The people were not serving God fully and were not following his ways. And God was already beginning to talk to them about a new way and a new line. Now, interestingly, this was actually after the time of David. So David had already been king a few hundred years before this, before Ezekiel's prophecy. So when he's speaking about raising up David, what's he doing? He's reminding the people about the promises made to David that God said, David, I will raise up a king to always be on your throne, which was actually the Messiah, yeah, the promised Messiah. And the Jews understood that as meaning raising up the Messiah. But who is Jesus? Son of David. Okay, He was literally the Lion of David. Um, from his, his father's side but he was of the spirit but God did it that way to, to still fit with that that he was you know, in his flesh actually son of, of David and could trace lineage from there but it was something spiritual okay? it was obviously talking about Jesus as the shepherd but then let's just think about David what was David before he was king? What was he when he was anointed by Samuel to be king? The shepherd boy. He was out in the field. They had to call him in and anoint him to be king. And God said about him, he is a man after my own heart. So I think there's all just these little pictures just illustrating again God's heart to shepherd people. That he would choose a shepherd to become his king and to become a prototype of the Messiah and really of God's heart for his people and this is why I also again I said you know it's not wasn't just about the religious leaders because David wasn't called to be the high priest David was the king David was the, the ruler making decisions for the country so yeah they're these these pictures got, but it was the heart that was important okay? the heart of the God the shepherd's heart and so David is called to be the, sh- the shepherd king and that was a, a blessing for the, for the people of God um, and we're called to be like that too we're called to be like Jesus yeah? to be more and more like Jesus to, to show that shepherd heart um, and I actually want to even just say that you know if, if you want to lead in God's kingdom be a shepherd because that's what we see most closely linked with a leadership gifting, not only the pastoral gifting, but a leadership gifting within God's kingdom, whether it's a leader in the workplace, a leader in terms of governmental authorities, a leader within the church. We see God reminding people that it's about the heart and it's about the shepherd's heart. Okay? That's, what's, that's what's most important. So if that's a desire in you, which is a good desire, that God put that in you, 
look into that more, press into it more. How can you be more of a shepherd? Um, and just coming back to what I said earlier about, you know, the, the, that parable where it said they left the 99 to go after the one. The one was, was a sinner, it says. The one had gone astray. So when he was talking about all the, the sheep gathered there in that flock, it wasn't just Christians. And I feel to say that to you that even when we're talking about shepherding, shepherd God's people, shepherd the ones that he gives you, shepherd the ones that he puts across your path. Yeah? We're not just talking about the church context. It's even beyond that. Shepherd those around. You can be a shepherd in the workplace. I've, God's been speaking to me about that over you know, a few years now already. But I knew that I've, well, I've known I've had a pastoral gifting to shepherd people. But I used to think it was only for church. And I didn't know how to be a Christian in the workplace so much until God started saying, well, just be a pastor in the workplace. And then I actually the lights went on. I got excited because I thought, but I can do that. I can do that because that's actually who I am. I can love people. I can care for people. I can show God's goodness and kindness to people. And so, yeah, I th you know, this is God's called us to shepherd. Let's not put boundaries around where that shepherding is. Just be the shepherd where he's called you to be. And to reach out to those, even the one that it might be. Because that one is important to God. He said, all heaven even rejoices for that one, eh? If we, if we go on to look at a few verses down now, the, the last bit of this prophecy in Ezekiel, the verses from 25 to 30, they, they actually speak about blessing. And I believe that this is, it's the blessing, it's the picture that gets released when there is a good shepherd. So this is now saying what God is going to do once he's raised up his shepherd, the Messiah. So yes, it's a picture of what will happen through the Messiah and what we have access to as believers in Jesus um, but I believe it's also a picture this is God's best it's what he wants from us like when the shepherds are doing their job when the shepherds are shepherding the people revealing God's heart from verse 25 it says I will make a covenant of peace with them well peace is a good thing we need in the world right now Hey? especially when there's a major war happening in Europe so this is significant I'll rid the land of savage beasts so they will they may live in the wilderness and sleep in the forests in safety I'll make them and the places surrounding my hill a blessing I will send down showers in season there will be showers of blessing Peter that's like your word this morning Amen. Yeah? Great scripture. There will be showers of blessing, guys. This is God's heart. This is what He wants to do. It's what He loves to do. Showers of blessing. The trees will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land. They will know that I am the Lord. When I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands of those who enslave them, they will no longer be plundered by the nations nor will wild animals devour them. They will live in safety and no one will make them afraid. It's all things that are still relevant today. If we just think about things that make us afraid, things that rob us of God's goodness and blessing. I will provide for them 
a land renowned for its crops, and they will no longer be victims of famine in the land or bear the scorn of the nations. Then they will know that I, the Lord, their God, am with them, and that they, the Israelites, and my people, declares the sovereign Lord, you are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the sovereign Lord. Isn't that beautiful? And we, as people who've been grafted in to this, we can receive this prophecy and this promise from the Lord. He is our God, and, and we are his people. He is our, our good shepherd. So how can we grow in being a, a good shepherd? What does it look like, practically? Did you read anything in those first few, first few verses that we read earlier that would give you some hints as to what should the shepherds have been doing? So he's given them a hard time for focusing on themselves only. But what else did it say? We have a look here and let's see which verse it is here. From verse 4. Anyone want to say anything that they can see there? What does it say in verse 4? Heal the sick. Okay, isn't that beautiful? So what do shepherds do? Shepherds heal. And, you know, I believe that's all, that's like internal healing and physical healing. That's part of it, right? So that's what we want to want to bring to people. What else does it say? Suzanne's on the roll here, but anyone else? Strengthen the weak. Okay, what does strengthening mean? It means to encourage, okay, to give people hope, to release joy, to bring, bring strength to people. That's beautiful, eh? Hey? So to heal and to strengthen, there's two more that it says there. To hear the Lord. <laughs> Sorry? To hear the Lord and to share it. To give, yes. To give of the Lord to His people. Yeah. It is. And what Jane also said, give food. Yes. These aren't the things that are actually says here, but it's they're related. To bind up. Bind up the injured or the wounded. So what does that mean to bind up? What do you think it means practically? To comfort, eh? Yeah. So just, you know, practically, what does that look like? How do you do that to people? Console people. Yeah. Talk to them. Listen, hear, <laughs> respond to that, whatever is, yeah, what, what, what helps? You know, how do you, it's, it's about loving people. Yeah? And then the one that hasn't been mentioned there says to search for. Hey, to search for that's like the one that goes after the 99 to actually search for to reach out because I don't know if you've often noticed but I've noticed this through pastoral ministry that often the people who are needing help are not the ones who are coming to you for help <laughs> necessarily they're often the ones who are withdrawing or pulling back or not coming on Sundays hey? and we like that it's on a lot of our human nature so sometimes it's it is about that reaching out when you feel a prompting in your heart to reach out to someone to send them a message to Make a time to meet up with them or whatever it might be. Sometimes it takes a little bit of thinking, looking out and reaching out to that, to, to go after that, the one or two who, who need that. 
I want to look for some, a few more things. So those were, were some key things from this particular scripture. Um, obviously, I mentioned some things earlier, like in uh, John 10, where it says the good shepherd lays down their life for their sheep. So that's, that's a big thing too. So it's self-sacrificing. And in Luke 15, leaving the one going, uh, leaving the 99, going after the one. But now I want to come to Psalm 23. And let's have a look at this. Now we know that this is about the good shepherd, the Lord is our shepherd but this is actually showing us how are we supposed to be more like God to others as well the Lord is my shepherd isn't this beautiful this is David writing this I love this eh? David the shepherd boy the shepherd king writing the Lord is my shepherd beautiful eh? I lack nothing the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For Now he suddenly changes to talking directly to God. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. That's what Colin spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Surely your goodness and love or mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we know that well and it's beautiful to be reminded of God's heart for us. But you know, we live in such an individualistic society that we sometimes forget about how should this challenge us to be like this to others. How do we represent God well to each other? So who wants to give us some ideas from what this is? How do we help people find refreshing? Eh? It says God leads us besides quiet waters. He refreshes our soul. So pastors and pastoring people, shepherding people is about helping them find refreshing in God. Helping to bring peace and calm where there isn't that. So just in whatever gifting God has given you to do that. He guides me along the right paths. Okay, or in paths of righteousness, as it says in other translations. He guides us in righteousness. So what, is, what do shepherds need to do? Bring wisdom. Okay? Bring counsel, bring wisdom. We share that. Not because we're trying to control people's lives, but because... We wanted to bring want to bring God's wisdom and righteousness. That's what he does. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. I think maybe this is one of the most powerful things I was challenged on from this passage here. It's you know, maybe it shepherding just looks like being with people, walking a journey with them. Hey, when they're going through hard times. Just being there, because it says that, you know, David's saying, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I won't fear. Why? Because you're with me. We can be with people at least. Yeah? Just walking the road with them, bringing the comfort of God so that they don't have to fear. Yeah, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff is often um, some symbols of like, teaching, even correction sometimes, or pulling 
people closer or defending or fighting off anything else so protecting you know lots of different aspects to that but that's how we can it's how we can share God's love with each other it's how we can we can be this how we can we can be the shepherds you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies I think that maybe that's like the gift of hospitality as well just providing for people taking people out for a coffee or having someone in the home or sharing a meal yeah preparing a table for them that's this, these are practical ways in which we show God's love show that God loves to bless and he's a good shepherd you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows yeah we speak blessing we release the anointing of God we release the spirit of God we stir up the spirit of God we fight on behalf of people for the goodness of God in their lives and the calling the anointing on their lives we call out their destinies hey eh? we recognize it we call it out that's part of that recognizing the anointing that rests on each other's lives and so in this way i believe that we get to share in god's goodness and love as we do this who do we need to shepherd well this is what i want to encourage us with you know just be open to who God God brings across your path. I found for me that's been the story of my life really. It's uh it's it's always been to to shepherd those that God brings. And even in this church in this context for me that's how it works. I'll shepherd those that God that God brings. Same in the workplace or those around. But also it starts in your family. You've got you've been placed in a family. You've got community, you've got people around you. Be the shepherd. Reveal the shepherd's heart and love. And then to others. There might be different people from time to time just for a season. Someone that God puts on your heart. Someone that comes across your path. Might just be for a season. But just yeah, revealing the heart of God, the shepherd's heart through all of these ways. Amen. So I just want to just want to pray and release that over us as well that we would yeah if we, we always minister from from an overflow we minister from first being receiving. So if you're in the place right now where you need to you need to drink in Psalm 23 again because you need to know that the Lord is your shepherd. Then you need to do that first. Because you're not going to be a great shepherd to other people if you haven't, if you're not feeling that for yourself, you're not feeling the love of God. And then, as you drink that in and take that in, and you realize the goodness of God in your life, and you receive it, then you pour it out, you give it out, and look for those those spaces to do it. So, Jesus, I just want to thank you for your heart. Just thank you that you are the good shepherd. You are the chief shepherd. You show us how to love. You are love. Thank you. We can look forward to you being our shepherd for all eternity. That we'll have nothing to fear, nothing to worry, because you're with us and you're for us, and you bless us. And I just pray, Lord, as well, that you'd show us and help us to release your goodness and your love, to be good shepherds in this time that we have on this earth, Lord. That we would 
shepherd your people, that we would shepherd and reach out to those, even the lost, we would reach out and bring them into your flock. I pray right now just for an extra grace and anointing upon every one of us to be able to shepherd well. Lord, especially where there's so much fear around these days, confusion, um, anxiety, stress, just the unknown. Lord, I pray that we as your people would, would be a people who can, can console, can inspire, can love, can protect, can guide, can rescue, redeem, just bring, bring others back to you, encourage and strengthen those to find you. Just release the shepherding gifting again right now and empower us even to shepherd those that you, you bring across our path. Raise up the shepherds even more, Jesus. Raise us up, Jesus, to reflect your goodness. Reflect all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we're now going to set the table, not in the midst of our enemies, but just the table before us. And if you are sticking around for a little bit, you can stick around for some tea and coffee or something to eat if you brought something we can share. Otherwise, just some fellowship. Or if you're heading off, have a beautiful day further. Amen. Thank you.